Welcome back to the QW podcast. This is uh, 19 and a half. So I recorded with Griffin, but we had a, we've had a, a few late nights in a row. So I was like, all right, we need to go grab a coffee. And I was <laughs> glad I didn't start with you. <laughs> but a uh, special guest today, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Chris Ron, uh, friend of the uh, Wheatley family. And uh, I, uh, I own and operate along with my wife, Tammy, uh, a brewery in, in Waterloo. Uh, called Stubborn German Brewing Company, and we've been open about seven years, seven years now, I think, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. So it seems That's like pretty, just yesterday, but... It still looks brand new in here. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Does it not feel like it? No, something... I mean, I, <laughs> I only see the problem areas, of course. And yeah. It's just like, oh, we need to get this cleaned, and we need to, you know, your take own. a week off and just, just clean, you know, deep clean everything, you know, I don't know, it... Your own project's never perfect, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Never, ever. <laughs> whose idea between you and Tammy, whose idea was it to open a brewery? Oh, uh, it was her idea. She just loves beer so much, and she just really, really wanted me to just, you know, devote my whole life to brewing. No, that's I'm a lie. Hinting, <laughs> hinting some sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, uh, that, was, that was all me, and uh, she uh, graciously uh, is going along uh, for the ride with me. So <laughs> That's pretty cool. How did you bring it up to her? Well, gosh, yeah, right. Yeah, we're going way back here. But um, I had always homebrewed probably. I mean, I started brewing on those Mr. Beer kits that I mean, you used to be able to buy them at like Target and, you know, in the mall and stuff. Back when there were malls, <laughs> you'd go to the mall and you could buy a beer kit. Like, so I started brewing on those when I was like 22 years old, you oh, know. Wow. Oh, yeah, like a year into being 21. I'm like, all right, this this uh you know macro beer the cheap beer or whatever that everyone everyone was drinking that was my age i was like it's just not getting it done anymore i got I, tired I, of natty lights yes yeah i did <laughs> i did yep and uh so yeah i just decided why not try to and I, I like to i like to i'm a doer i like to you know tinker with things take things apart see if i can put them back together i'm i like to i like to say that i did something you know so making mm. a batch of my own beer was like way up my alley and it's a little bit of the science nerdy stuff, which I'm just ever so slightly on, you know, a, a science uh, nerd on that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I got into that part of it or, you know, that kind of resonated with me. And then, of course, like you get to drink beer when you're done. So that was fun, too. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I started on those Mr. Beer kits and like um, my average was one out of every three batches were drinkable. And instead of giving up like I probably should have, I just kept going like, well, why can't I, why, why aren't two out of three drinkable? You know, why, why can't yeah. I get these consistent? What, you know, why not? Yeah. What? So, uh, you know, more experimentation, more, you know, upgrading equipment and that kind of thing. I took, I'd say maybe a year or two off in between, you know, kind of fell out of it just a little bit. And then just always kind of wondered like, why can't, why can't I make that? Tastes yeah. good. What were some of the initial mistakes? Is there common um, mistakes between everyone that kind of starts to brew at home? I, yeah, I'm, sh I'm, yes, I would say that there are, um, I don't know, common typical mistakes are not pitching enough yeast. That's a, that's a big thing, not enough healthy yeast. So uh, those Mr. Beer kits would always come with like a packet of dry yeast. Oh. And if it's been sitting on a shelf for a year and a half, like that yeast is not it's not good. I mean, <laughs> you, <wanna grab laughs> you really one shouldn't on the, use it on the front. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> or the back. Yeah. You, you grab the fresh stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, um, that was, that was kind of, a um, uh, an issue for me. Um, 
I don't know, maybe some sanitation problems. That's pretty common for, for new brewers. You just don't understand how clean and, and not only clean, but then sanitized, which is two separate things that everything needs to be in the, in the process. And, and if you just don't get that, you know, you'll, you'll leave something unsanitized or something even uncleaned yeah. that you should be cleaning. Um, so issues like that, but, but yeah, eventually I, I kind of upgraded systems. I joined a homebrew club in St. Louis and went to meetings regularly, kind of, you know, got in with people that really knew what they were doing, asked a ton of questions. Um, a big thing that I did was just like go to those meetings and just shut up and be a sponge and just soak in any kind of yeah. anything, you know, any you guys information have one here for a while, right? Yeah, we still have one. Yep. Oh, same. nice. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Yep. So yeah, the firm homebrew club is, is okay. that. Yep. So it's monthly meetings and same, same kind of thing. I mean, that's what got me accelerated into it. I, you know, I would have, I would have stopped eventually if I, if I didn't have that, oh. that would, that was kind of the thing that was like, okay, we can figure this out, you know? Yeah. Cause they're doing it. Their beer's great. You know, yeah. some of them. So way uh, back in the day when my dad was in that, yeah, he was brewing one in the garage and when I was eating a piece of pizza, did he tell you this story? <laughs> I've heard this story. <laughs> keep, keep going though. It's a funny so story. <laughs> I dropped the pizza into the, into the beer while it was, I guess, do you call it boiling? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it was boiling and I dropped my Costco pizza into it and then he brought the beer here for the competition and won. <laughs> Best beer ever. Yep. <laughs> All you got to so do is drop a pizza in it. Sanitation's <laughs> overrated. <laughs> You're right, it is. <laughs> so uh, what differentiates, awesome. this is going to be such a 21-year-old question, but <laughs> what, what differentiates between, like, how do some beers come out dark and some of them are light? No, that's a good question. So uh, basically it's the color of the grain that you put in that recipe. So some grain is uh, uh, basically it's roasted or kilned, so, you know, uh, kind of like coffee, you know, think of it as coffee beans that are roasted. Uh, you can do that with, with barley malt too. So beer is, most beer is mostly all barley malt. There are some exceptions. You can have oatmeal in some, you can have corn in some, rice, okay. whatever. But those are usually small percentages in those recipes. But most beers, again, are, are mostly barley. And some, like a small percentage, maybe two to five percent, um, if you put like roasted or, you know, black colored malt in there, it's just going to take on the color of that. You just think of if you put something like coffee, it, obviously it's just like making a batch of coffee. So you're, uh, you got black beans, put it in some hot water and you turn the water black and that's coffee. You get the flavors of, of those coffee beans. So okay. barley malt's the same thing. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So a light beer, you just don't use those those dark colored malts. Yeah. Yeah. How many beers were you comfortable making before you wanted to open a brewery? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a good one. Um, I guess, I don't know. I had been brewing at home for, I'd say, around 10 years, if you count those Mr. Beer days, before I actually opened the brewery. So I had made most of the kind of well-known beer styles. I had made them at home at least once, if not a few times. Yeah. Some batches, you know, the German styles that I really, really love, I made many, many times at home and even had, you know, good, perfect, not perfected, nothing's ever perfect. I'm, I'm that guy that, you know, you'll yeah. never get a 50 out of 50 from me. I'm, it's, there's always got to be room to go yeah. higher, right? Especially when you do it. Y yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to always be tinkering. So, um, those, those recipes, I had them pretty fine tuned where I felt comfortable with, with a few of those, but there were some that I, 
I, I learned on the fly. I mean, honestly, we opened on day one with, with uh, uh, 12 beers on tap, which I'm really proud of because, I don't know, a lot of times breweries will open and there's, oh, we just we have these two beers or one beer yeah, even. And, and they, they kind of – I just made sure that that was done before we – before the construction was finished, you know, it was like, mm. try to time everything. And yeah, we're going to have to brew starting now in order to have 12 beers on tap when we open. Otherwise, what are we, what are we doing? First impressions are everything. Mm. And I want everyone to know that I've been working my butt off making a bunch of beer. So, but I'd say maybe half of those beers I was pretty happy with. And the other half, I felt like I had a, a good amount of, you know, we, we had, we had some room to, to grow on a yeah. few of those. So uh, which we did. I mean, I was, I, I, and that's just more sampling and trying to just, you know, um, bitterness, hop bitterness is a big thing going from homebrew to, to pro the, the, the size of the batches there, it's not a linear thing. So if you put one ounce of hops in a five gallon homebrew batch, you can't just multiply that up to go to a hundred gallons. It's oh. going to be way too bitter. So you have to kind of find where you're, your your system works with with your hops did you find that out on accident uh well i i knew this was gonna happen and so i kind of purposely started on the light side it was still way too bitter a lot of the beers oh. were way too bitter and i was like oh gosh Dang. i messed some of these up but you know it again they weren't terrible they weren't they weren't bad i was still proud that they were that i had them and they were on tap and we're not talking you know, bad quality. It was just, I, I knew that I could do a little better. Right. So I would just tweak the, that level of hops down, down, down until finally we kind of found, okay, here's where we are. This is a good level for those hops. And that was maybe the third batch of a certain beer. Oh, you find that out. Yeah. You find it pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Some of the seasonal ones must be scary though. Cause if yes. you screw up your seasonal one, <laughs> like you miss out, like it goes pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some, some of these seasonals are only on tap for three weeks, four weeks, and yeah. then they're it's just gone. So some of them we'll actually make a second batch of just to have enough to get through that, that season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think last year we made two batches of pumpkin beer mm. just to have enough. I don't know if we're going to do that again. We had, that was a little too much. That, that's my issue. You know, one batch is not quite enough, but two batches is sometimes a little too much yeah. of that, whatever, that particular then beer. You're trying to sell and it's pumpkin beer in November. Yeah. You don't want to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Any pumpkin beer that's around after October 31st is uh drain pumpkin beer. <laughs> it October needs to be Fest gone. is pretty big here though. Oktoberfest is our, uh, that's, that's our big, big time of year. So yeah. we're, we're gearing up for that right now. Uh, brewing wise. Oh, nice. Yeah. To, uh, to, so we make the, so Oktoberfest is a, is a party and it's also a style of beer. And we make that style of beer all year round here. We are kind of oh. our motto or whatever is we want you to walk in the door and feel like you're at Oktoberfest in Germany mm. all year round. So, you know, a, a big fun party, good atmosphere. And you can't have that unless you have the beer Oktoberfest on tap all that the time. Sense. So that's that's our uh, that's our our big beer that we hang our hat on. So how far ahead of time do you have to start brewing a beer for it to be ready? Like if you want to. If you want to be ready on October 1st, when do you start brewing it? Uh, September 1st would be a real good time. Okay. Maybe even earlier, depending on the beer. So like lagers, um, the big differentiation in, in beer styles is lagers and ales. And ales you can drink relatively quickly. Three weeks, four weeks, that's that's about standard, and they're good to go. Even sooner on on some of those, two weeks, if you can... If if, the, if everything cooperates, you know, yeah. if the yeast wants to cooperate. But a lager, um, it's it's a slower fermentation. It takes a little longer to um, 
to, to, to where that green flavor is kind of gone and it's more matured and mellowed and ready to go. That might take an extra two to three weeks in the keg to just kind of sit there at cold temperatures. Yeah. So, yeah, if you had a month and a half to two months on a lager, that would be great. Sometimes you don't have that, and, and they go on just a little fresher than, than that. But you also know that as it's on tap, it's still maturing. It's still in the keg in the walk-in. So it's, you know, it, it, on day one, it might be just a little on the fresh side. But on day 10, it's probably right in that in that uh, sweet zone, you know, yeah. wherever you want it. Yeah, that's tough. So, yeah. So when you were building this place, was there anything that you ran into that you did not expect? Anything? There were many things. Yeah. <laughs> Just an ongoing. Oh, it, was, it was an adventure. Yeah. Uh, the adventure of my life, I would say, probably. I mean, it, the just... tabletops are great, though, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. The tabletops <laughs> are great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, gosh, we, we had so many different things. We we didn't think we were going to have to put in a sprinkler system. And now, now you get to put in a sprinkler system if you want to open what was um, this building before? Before it was a, it was actually a jewelry store right before us. Okay. Um, way back when, it, this building's from the 1850s, um, and when it was first built, it was a, it was like a general store, like a dry goods store. Like they sold like baling twine and salt and pecans oh. and stuff like that. Is what I read. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, there's no question why it's not here anymore. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a big old brick building, and it's got good bones, as they say, so it's just a matter of trying to bring some of that back to life. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, it, it, it was it was an 11-month um, uh, rehab on the building to get it to where you see it now. Well, that's not even when we opened. We opened when we ran out of money. <laughs> so we, again, we had beer ready to sell, yeah, and we were pretty much ready to open. But you know, we could have really stood to take another month or two and keep keep working and finishing things, yeah. Uh, but it was time to uh, it was time to open and sell the you know the beer's not getting any fresher sitting in the keg. So it's like True. let's go. Let's it's time to time to open. So yeah, did the uh, town take to it pretty quick? Yeah, yeah, they did. They, uh, it's a good town to sell booze in. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, uh, people here like beer, and and uh, the German uh, tradition of of our area is, and that's what the name comes from, stubborn German. It's just a a pretty common uh, term you hear, you know, in in this area. So, it's a nod to to that, and then also kind of to the way that the Germans in general brew beer. I, I just get such a kick out of it that. Some of these recipes are hundreds of years old, and they've literally never changed in hundreds of years. They they still make them the same recipe, the same way, even on some of the same equipment. And I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. That <laughs> so, is crazy. I yeah. guess Ron is German. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a okay. German name. Yeah, uh-huh. that's cool. Yep. Yeah, R A H N. So it's yeah. I think it means like uh, tall, slender man, which I'm neither tall nor slender. So <laughs> there's our German word of the day, though. Yes, <laughs> Ron is the German word of the day. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> How it's was funny. it starting the podcast? Uh, it was fun. Uh, I I have a lot of fun with the podcast. Um, it, uh, I, I don't, and, and I'm sure you know. Sometimes it can be a little tedious trying to find content that's relevant and, and that you think people might care about and want right. to want to hear so sometimes it, and I've, I've listened to a couple of years too and, and yeah I mean sometimes we I I, I we I on our podcast anyway we, we kind of deep dive into some things like you know we're gonna go really nerdy on 
you know, brewing today or, or maybe bourbon or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then other times it's just like, let's just catch up with the guys or whatever. It's mm. been a while. Let's just see what everybody's up to. And you spend an hour talking about nothing. And it's like, what did we even talk about? And those are you, fun though. They are fun. They're fun. And I always wonder like, do people care about those or no? Nope. I, yeah, they probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. When I look at my Let's when I look at my stats on those, no, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but it is fun. <laughs> I found that uh, like when I try to do ones on sports, the shelf life is just so short. Do you need to get this? Oh, is it oh, Griffin? It's Griffin. Okay, we're back. Where do we leave off? You, oh, you, you starting? Were, your you're starting to talk about sports. And I, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're <laughs> <laughs> for that one week shelf life. Like we did. Yes. Uh, I did a podcast. It went really well. Like I felt like it was pretty entertaining on uh, like two days before the MLB trade deadline. I that's the last one that I was listening to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, three days later, it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I don't know. It. I guess you're right, but I don't know if you care about how yours kind of does as far as downloads and everything. But so I don't honestly. Uh, uh, Jared on our podcast, um, he he does kind of look into that. He used to tell me every everyone, you know, oh we got you know we're up ten percent on listeners from this. That yeah, okay, I don't care. I mean, yeah, I I don't want that to change the way I do it or the way oh. I, you know you know what I mean because I I just kind of want it to. The goal of of, of our podcast is to kind of as long as it's something kind of related to the brewery or someone that's involved in the brewery or even just a good customer at the brewery or uh, you know someone that's popped in before that it's like uh, you know, let's let's podcast you know yeah. Um, as long as it has something to do with the brewery, that's really all that I need. I don't, I definitely don't ever want it to be like a commercial for the brewery. And I, sometimes we tow that line, I feel like, and it's like, uh, I, it, we got too sales pitchy there or whatever, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah. everyone come to Oktoberfest and come to, you know. Uh, oh, you got to shut yourself out, though. Yeah, yeah, you do. But I don't know that. The, like the you best just podcast, to promote the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best podcasts are, are like are, are where that's kind of being done, but not like directly at people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you know, they they get the picture that it's going to be fun at Stubborn Fest because I've just been talking about how fun it is. But yeah. I didn't have to actually say, everyone come to Stubborn Fest. You have to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's the I feel like when we do the, our, our best job. But then also some of our my favorite ones are just having – uh, you know, again, a, a random guest on just to talk about what they're up to and kind of more of an interview type situation. And yeah. Yeah. You have a fun. good business to do a podcast like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it. Yeah, we do. We do. It's uh, some interesting people around town. There, there always are. And yeah. yeah. And even like I said, when when I feel like I'd, I'm scratching the bottom of the barrel for ideas, like someone will show up at the bar and, hey, did you know that so and so here that does this or Oh my God! Didn't know that. And okay, uh, guess what? You're the next podcast guest. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll find stuff just like that. And, yeah. yeah, that's the hardest part for me sometimes is finding guests. Yeah, because it's like I've talked about it before, but you have to have guests to have listeners, and listeners to have guests. Right. So yeah, just kind of yeah. throw yourself in the deep end and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you know it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt to where the you know if you have a guest on then they're sharing it on their social media and hey look i was a guest right. on this podcast and yeah so that's all that's all good stuff and mm -hmm. it all counts and i don't again i don't care how many people necessarily listen to it but it is nice when people come in here for a beer and they're like oh i listen to your podcast oh that's cool like you do <laughs> okay how'd you awesome. find jared 
Uh, well, uh, he found me. <laughs> oh, well, no. He, uh, Is he a customer? Yeah, yeah. Jared's been a been a real good customer. I've been friends with Kevin for a while. The other, uh, the the main host, I guess I would say. And then Jared is kind of our, uh, uh, he brings the laptop and the, and the soundboard and the, he's flipping the levers and <laughs> you just drink and talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I come up with the, I try to come up with, with some content or if we have a guest, I try to line that up. So, um, but yeah, I basically give Kevin the guest. Kevin does his thing. Kevin's is a professional at, at radio and, uh, announcing pretty much anything. He's just, he's the mm. man with the golden voice and, he can pull a story out of the most timid, shy, just, you know, lifeless person, and he can pull the most interesting story out of him. He has, That's cool. Just has that knack. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have that skill. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's so good at it. So, yeah. So if I can just find a person and say, hey, Kevin, this guy does this, then here we go. There's 45 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. It looks like your whiskey collection has upgraded quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, we do some, we do some bourbon here. We do, uh, I, I, and that's, so when, when my hobby was beer, you know, everything was good. Well, then I made beer my job. So I needed a hobby. So oh. now bourbon's my hobby. <laughs> but then you started selling bourbon. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good thing it's being sold instead of just uh, sitting at my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. We had, uh, Quite a bit of bourbon to move from Boise. <laughs> There's coolers and boxes and chests and oh my gosh, I, I bet, <laughs> I bet. And I also know the feeling because we just moved from in town to a little bit oh, yeah, outside right. of town, yeah. And so I had to pack up all my stuff at home, which you know most of my bourbon that I call my bourbon is is right here at the bar on on our shelf. Nice at the brewery. Um, That's what it's for, though, right? You yes, share it's. It. It, it is to be sold, and yeah, it's it's a business. So I mean, I might have just a little sample here and there of, of uh, well, every single one of them because it doesn't get on the shelf unless it passes my test. Yeah, just to make sure it's still good and everything. <laughs> you have to, you have yeah. to, you got to. <laughs> How's the new house? <laughs> the new house is great. It's uh, we we got just a few acres of woods and and uh, some grass to mow and stuff. So um, it's uh, it's. it's it's a little jungly. We've been doing a lot of uh, clearing out paths in the woods so the kids can go play around. And but uh, they, I don't know. They they love being outdoors. They love the 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 place in town was great. Our house in town was awesome, but the yard was just not big enough. And again, not enough woods. <laughs> there yeah. were there were no woods. So uh, uh, they they love it out there now. So because baseball is baseball season over, I guess. Well, they need it, something else to do. It was over, but now school baseball is starting back up. So oh yeah, now it's. Uh, oh yeah, that's in the fall yes. in middle school, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we played some cold baseball games. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, Griffin and I played ball together for I, forever. I, I bet you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but cold games for sure. Yeah. And, and those early ones too are even worse. The ones in March. Let's get a tournament out of the way in March. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are <laughs> outside? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got indoor fields, <laughs> right? <laughs> we played one. We had a tournament, and uh, we played one night like late game at night and then we were supposed to play the next morning but it got canceled because the field was frosted over <laughs> it was so cold that night that was brutal frosted over i, I don't think i've horrible. had that one all right i don't think we've had a snow out either but uh, yeah might as well have man some of those you know in, in baseball fields they always put a baseball field where you have a big open area so you get wind you know on most baseball complexes you just it's they tend to be windy areas yeah Oh man, some of these March 
April games are just brutal. Yeah, not fun. Not fun to can't play. Can't wear in. enough windbreaker type jackets, you know, like <laughs> that Midwest breeze. Yeah, we call it the Waterloo breeze. It never the, stops. The Waterloo breeze. <laughs> <laughs> I see that's the, funny. The speakeasy is out for rent now. Yeah, that's yep, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my uh, COVID projects. So it's in our it's in our basement. Um, we can hold I don't know thirty five ish people down there. So we rent it out for you know birthday parties, uh, you know whatever kind of parties that people would want to get together for. And there's a bar down there, so you can either have a bartender or not. You can come up here for drinks, however, whatever they want to do. That's cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we. Uh, Put, we put wallpaper up. I had to learn how to do wallpaper during COVID, so mm. that, that was fun. We got the ugliest looking uh, rugs and uh, uh, curtains and stuff to make it look like a you know 1920s, 30s era. I went uh, down there speakeasy. once. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean it is cool, but yeah, that was kind of the the theme was like the uglier the better. <laughs> <laughs> is that bad then that I liked it? <laughs> I was like, man. Harsh. Uh, no, not, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were so in uh, my dad's parents live in Chesterfield. Yeah. And they have a, like a neighborhood pool. And we went down there and the old lady that was at the pool when we got there saw my dad and she goes, oh, hey, Ken. And he goes, no, nope, not Ken. And she goes, oh, you look like my new neighbor, Ken. And he said, oh, he must be a pretty good looking guy. And she goes, nope, not really. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. That reminded me of the, the basement when I was like, it's pretty cool. And you were like, oh, we were trying to make it ugly. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and she got out of the pool and she's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. It's like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'll have to call him Ken next time I see him. You should change the contact name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got any other uh, business Great. ideas coming up? Business ideas. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we have an Airbnb in uh, Kentucky that we uh, have started renting out. Um, is that just, just an excuse to have a house near the Bourbon Trail? It is. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, yeah. It's, it doesn't hurt that um, I like to go down there and we, we, go, we do barrel picks here. So you got to go to the distillery and you they line up, you know, three different barrels for you and you pick which one's your favorite and then they bottle it up and send it here. Um, well, when you do that, you should probably also stay a couple extra nights, check out some other distilleries, do yeah. some tours. You Just know. make sure you got the right one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty cool. <laughs> do you ever think about make, trying to make whiskey? No, I never have. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to leave that as a that's a something I don't want to get into, and and uh, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like I would do okay, possibly at that, but but no, I I, I don't have any any desire to to go there. Yeah, yet just leave it as a hobby. <laughs> yes, leave it as a hobby. I already ruined one hobby <laughs> with beer, <Yeah>. so <laughs> I still love beer and I still love you know beer festivals and and stuff like that. There, it's it's a blast all the time, and the people you meet in and out of here, um, and and the homebrew club and all that. So many really good like lifelong friends that I've met because of of beer basically yeah um so I mean it it's been awesome but yeah I, I don't want to I don't need to make bourbon <laughs> that's probably yeah. yeah I felt really bad so my friend tried to make one yeah and he's he's a little bit older than us because he like he's going to nursing school I think which yeah. is a longer program yeah but he made a whiskey and I didn't know that he had made it and he gave it to me and he's oh. like let me know I was like, this is horrible. I was like, <laughs> I had no idea. I Whoops. told him that I didn't like it at all. And he was like, oh, I made it. I was like, I'm so sorry. 
But well, that seems pretty difficult. That's partially his fault too. I mean, if you if you don't want that harsh criticism, you better <laughs> you better <laughs> set him up for it. You know, you ever made that <laughs> mistake? <laughs> uh, no, normally, yeah. If I if I hand someone a beer and I don't want uh, really harsh criticism, then I'm if I'm worried about it, I'll say, you know, hey, here's this that I made. So so go easy on me. You know, yeah. I, I do want to know what, but <laughs> you can leave the you know the curse words out. <laughs> Tammy seems like she probably gives you pretty straightforward oh, yeah. feedback. Yep. yep. Yeah, she she will. Yep. She uh and she's got a really good palate too for beer actually and uh I mean like like that the beer is her drink of choice. Well, you know, if we would go out or whatever. So, but but she does know or especially if I'm trying to detect something maybe it could be a if I think there could be a flaw or a you know something might numbers might not have worked out well and on something in in the brewery as we were making that beer um and so I'm worried that it could have this potential off flavor and if I give that beer to her and you know if it passes my test and hers and then usually one of the other brewers that are around here then then I'm usually okay but yeah 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 I had a question. I just totally blanked. It happens. Yeah, I guess so. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> it's never, never happened to me in the history of the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh um, the just, only listener question rec- uh, request that I got was to ask you to rate yourself as a <laughs> fantasy baseball manager on a scale of 1 to 10. Who asked to, <laughs> to know that? Can you guess? <laughs> yeah, I can guess. It's your old man. Uh, it's Ken, right? <laughs> yeah, Ken. <laughs> Yeah, good-looking Ken out there, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I'd probably rate myself on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, as pro- Like this year, or is he curious about this year in I particular? In or like a career? Career, It'd yeah. probably still be about a 1.5 to 2. Yeah, same answer. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What makes your uh, team bad? Oh, the beers are terrible this year. We are the worst. Uh, we're in 12th place out of 12. Um, I think I bumped up to 11th at one point and you know, I, I shouldn't even be saying this cause he's going to really eat this up, but like, I've really been trying. I've really been, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's going to crack up. I know. That. I'm try- I, I just today, I made like three moves. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> so this is the first year that my son, Evan is, is in on it too. So he's in our oh, league. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, it's all, it's also the first year that any trades have ever been made. I don't think anyone's ever made a trade in our 15 years of having this fantasy baseball league. No, we just don't do it. We go, we, we, everybody comes to the draft. We all have a good time. We eat, we eat well, we drink well. We just have a blast seeing everybody once a year. I don't think the guy on zoom has a very good time. No, the guy on the zoom is not <laughs> thrilled. I think he's just been staying in to, to eventually get back into the, the live draft, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, the, the, it's it's all about the draft day, and then the season kind of plays itself out, and you make some moves and just start your players, and whatever happens, happens. Some guys don't even pick up, you know, if, if they have people on the DL, they just leave them in, and usually we try to replace those people <laughs> at, the, oh. <laughs> at the end of the, the year. It but, is uh, way more fun if everyone actually plays. It is, but yeah, this year, since Evan's in it, he's making all these trades. He's, he's trying to, I mean, anything that he can do to make his team better, he's doing, and he's in like eighth place, I think. So he's doing better than oh, me. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, which just really burns me up that I've got you know 15 years experience on him and he's doing better <laughs> than me, like by a lot. It helps to not have a job. Yeah, <sighs> when you can does. just you it can does. wait for prospects to be called up and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what my dad does. My dad will be like, have you picked this guy up yet? And like, didn't even know he was called up. Yeah. Like Ellie. Ellie was almost a week late on Ellie. Yeah. (laughs) Still got him, but I was way late. Does your dad have him? I have no idea. Yeah, we'll have to look look into that. But what makes your team bad? What did you screw up? I, uh, I okay. So I I was like like a lot of people in this in in this area in St. Louis. Uh, I thought the Cardinals would be pretty good this year. Yeah, I knew their pitching would be miserable. I I knew that what would be, but I thought like for hitting, I'd be fine picking up, you know, uh, Edmund and I I have Goldschmidt. Which has been a roller coaster up and you know I have him as well. He's the most most boring superstar of all time. He really is. He really is. Hey, one for three with the walk again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up Jordan Walker. Um, so I kind of relied heavily on the Cardinals because I I honestly thought they'd be one of the top teams in the National League. I was like, this is this is a no brainer. They're gonna yeah. be top four or five teams in all of baseball. I can just pick up any of these players. They're gonna be surrounded by good players in the lineup. Yeah. The numbers will be there. Eighty runs, I'll eighty RBIs. Fine. Yeah, I, I shouldn't didn't, have done didn't that. Didn't happen. Shouldn't have done that. And I picked up uh I have I have uh Miles Michaelis. I think I had Oh gosh, I had another Did I have Jack? I think I had Jack. And Well, I that's probably looking him. pretty promising well, now. Yeah, you should but get I dropped you some... him oh. 3 months ago. <laughs> when he was terrible. When his ERA was 13 yeah. one month into the season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just been it's been tough. Now I'm I'm so bad now that I I have given up on saves and I try to find relief pitchers because you have to have the two relief pitchers in Yahoo oh. uh, on ours. So you have to have two, just two of any type. So I don't even care if they're a closer or not anymore. I just give up the saves category and hopefully that I get some outs and maybe a win off of a uh, reliever, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, that's where I'm at. I have zero saves every week. We did categories. <laughs> was it last year? You were in that league. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think the, even though pitchers and hitters are like, they have the same amount of categories. Yeah. I think the, the key is to just hope to dominate one and then maybe you steal one or two in yeah. the other. That's, that's it. If you can do that throughout the whole season, like why would you not be in first place? If you win every week by six to four, you yeah. know, cause we have 10 in ours. So yeah, five hitting five pitching. So if you can do all the pitching and then like stolen bases, just get, yeah, you know all the position players get the, the the fastest guys. Like, why would that not work? But I try that every year, and I just suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why points are cool because you can actually look at like each player is more comparable. To, okay, like, it okay. doesn't really matter what their position is. You can still compare them by points. Gotcha. Yeah, but categories is cool. There's a little bit more strategy to it. I am the commissioner of my league, so I should probably look into different ways of, of setting this up. I mean, yeah, it's my should. choice, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could do <laughs> something that's more advantageous to to the way I I want to do this. You should know your own play style by now. <sighs> you would think so, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm bad. I try so hard. <laughs> I, I really just do. remembered my question from earlier. Oh yeah, what? yeah. What's it been like to be in a small town, someone that everyone knows? Oh God, yeah. Uh, it's good and bad. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It, it's it's a good thing. And without people's support and, you know, they they want to say hi, they, you know, whatever. They're eager to see you and talk about the next beer you have coming up, that kind of thing, or the next event going on. Yeah. Like, that's that's awesome. I You know, but, yeah, there are some times where it's like, eh, I would rather just not have anyone know me and yeah <laughs> was that it's that not ha- like all the time and it's not you know it right it, it's not uh it's not michael jordan walking down the street or anything but <laughs> not small yet. town version not yet yeah 
we'll see what your your kids may be the Michael Jordan of baseball. Someday. There you go. Maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Michael Jordan of baseball. <laughs> Did that have anything to do with the move to the country? Did you just want to get oh, away? Oh no, bit? no, 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 not at all. No, nope. yeah, no. It was that that was that was strictly uh, uh, the kids got outdoorsy and that's cool. We didn't have good outdoor space. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part about a small town. Sometimes those yeah, it's good and bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it. Like I said, it's it's definitely not a bad thing, um, but sometimes you're just not in the mood to yuck it up with people or whatever. And and if they are, then well, you're you're yucking it up anyway, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so, well, that's it, why you have employees, right? So you can yeah. just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely uh, 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 unlocked the back door, uh, which I can get into the walk-in cooler where all the canned beer is. Mm-hmm. Loaded up a cooler. We have an extra ice machine down there fill up my ice and go right back out the back door. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't come into the main space whatsoever. <laughs> like, That's awesome. I'm sorry. There's probably people in here that I, that I probably would have fun hanging out with and talking to, but I don't either have the time or yeah. just the motivation to, to, to be on right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Where are you distributing to now? Uh, we've got about 20 ish accounts and it's mainly just bars and restaurants right around here. Okay. And, um, the, my, my, uh, reasoning, for that number one i can't make much more than what we already are distributing so it's not like i'm actively out there seeking more accounts or whatever oh, makes sense um so because we're probably we're at a pretty good level now if someone comes to me and like really really is eager that really wants to to bring us in i'll make it work we'll we'll get them we'll get them some beer um because i'm also kind of like if if they want to like support us and really you know, preach our gospel or whatever, then yeah, I want to sell them beer. You know, mm-hmm. if I want those people on my side. Right. Um, but, but mainly the reason we distribute at all is just to kind of get a, a tap handle at a different place. Like those people, they go out to eat or whatever, they're going to have a beer with their meal. What well, they might as well have the option to have one of ours, you know, yeah, is kind of how, how I look at it. That makes sense. And it's also really good to kind of keep your, my batches fresher. So, you know, the main focus is here at our tap room, um, but if I can turn my IPA over like two weeks faster and get into a fresh batch at like two weeks faster than I normally oh. would, that's a, that's a win-win for everybody. So yeah, yeah, that, that helps a lot too. Uh, we've got one place that has been buying like a half barrel of IPA all the time. So that's, we only make six half barrels per batch. So if one is gone there, I mean, it's just that much faster that yeah you're getting fresh IPA. So you have any interest in expanding? Like if you could sell more, mm-hmm. would you? Uh, not really. I, uh. Uh, big breweries are big headaches, you know. So, I mean, little breweries are big headaches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine a, a, a you know a bigger one. I, we're at a real comfortable spot, and not comfortable like like lazy comfortable, but but just we're in a good place. We know our space in the in the market. We've been doing it for seven years, so we kind of have what we what we think we have figured out anyway. And you know, things are are running smooth, and and uh, we've got great staff here great bartenders and brewers um so yeah i i, I don't think there's a, re, a need to to push it right now which is i know a lot of breweries are just like that's the the main reason they exist is to expand 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 right and then sell you know sell to anybody ab whoever right <laughs> but um i don't think they're in the market to buy right now no they're not in the buy <laughs> buy mode right now actually <laughs> they were uh, sellers at the deadline they were <laughs> Oh, wow, that's funny. Yes, I think were. I just read an article about um, they had invested in weed shops now, I guess, because weed's legal in Missouri and Illinois. Yeah. And they just sold, like, six of them. 
Did they really? Yeah. I, so I didn't read too much into what they just sold off, but I did. So this was yesterday as we record, and and they sold what was it? Shock top, um, uh, seven or eight of oh, their really? yeah, seven or eight of their of their craft um, breweries that they had been buying over the past you know ten years, I guess. Sold those off, and uh, Breckenridge was one of them. Um, That's so they crazy. still own a few, but um, yeah, they're they're I selling like them top. back. I, I do too, actually. I just had like a lot of those on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Is there uh, anything else you want to bring up on the podcast? Any events you want to shout out or anything? Oh, gosh. My, uh, my I don't know. I, I guess our Oktoberfest. Stubborn Fest is uh, September 29th and 30th this year. And it's a it's a blast, honestly. It's it's uh, We close Main Street right in front of the brewery. There's a stage out front. Um We've got tons of beer. We're gonna start making. We're gonna make a ton of the beer. Stubborn Fest. Stubborn Fest is the name of the the beer and the festival. We're really nice. original. I think I went to one of those. Can't think of names. You had yeah. <laughs> you uh, had. You probably uh, have been. Yeah. Um, what's that German band's name that you had? The Bulls and Beer Band. Yeah. The, yeah. Yep. They still come every year. They're from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, they're a blast. They're Friday night. Uh, we have the Waterloo German Band, which is the the kind of traditional uh, German band from from the area. Um, the Deutschmeister Brass Band, which is like the St. Louis version of that. Mm. Um, really, really awesome, authentic German bands. And then on uh, Saturday night, we close with uh, the Steve Ewing uh, Band, which is oh, that's just cool, fun. You know, yeah, he he doesn't sing any polka or anything, but yeah. <laughs> Does he but, have his own band now? It's not the Urge anymore. Well, so the, he still does the Urge, but then he also, on his own, uh, will do the Steve Ewing duo, which is just him and a guitar player, or the Steve Ewing band, which is a full full band. Oh, and they, wow. they they play Urge songs plus other stuff, and yeah, it, yeah, he's just fun. He's so full of energy, so full of energy. I mean, is he yeah, still cool. jacked? He used to be short. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he still does uh, uh, bodybuilding, sculpting uh, competitions, and all oh, that wow. stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That'd yeah, be hard I saw to him do. at a couple of the bodybuilding uh, uh, competitions that I was at uh, competing, but that, no, I, I didn't <laughs> compete. <laughs> you schooled him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That's impressive that he can do all that and the hot dog stand. Yes. I feel like if I, I had a hot dog stand, I would not be in the... <laughs> well, it's not a hot dog stand. I mean, it's like a full-on restaurant. Like, yeah. he's, Have that, you been there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. It's cool. It is cool. It's a good spot. I think it was a stand like it started as it a probably, stand, I Yeah, think. it probably did start as a stand, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Speculation. It is. I should get him on the podcast. You should. That would be great. That would actually be really cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. I should get him on my podcast. Yeah, you should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We could probably just bring him in and let him talk and we'll both record. Yeah, we can just both record. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a deal. (laughs) Anything else? Anything else you want to shout out? Go follow the Stubborn German. It's the longest Instagram username of all time, but go follow their account. <laughs> right. <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, four words for one username. That's right. Yeah, yep. we're, we're that awesome. Stubborn German Brewing Waterloo is yes. the Instagram. And so that all the other stu- stubborn German brew- brewings around the world, you know, don't get confused with the one in Waterloo. Makes sense. You guys have, <laughs> you guys have the coolest logo, though. Thanks. Yeah, that, that was my cool idea. Logo. I've claimed that one. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks it's for your time. Pleasure being on. It was fun. I'm honored that you made time for it. Oh, the stop place it. is closed. <laughs> You're yeah. in work after hours. Ah, uh, it's all good. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. <laughs>